Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. This is Genesee Gabrielle, your host as always, and this week I am welcoming back my almost kind of sister-in-law, Becca. Bonjour. <laughs> or I mean with the Raven boys, I suppose, Salwete, because uh, the go. Latin hello. There you go. Um, and that's a great segue into what we're talking about today. Um, I think I've mentioned on the podcast a few times that Becca is wonderful at recommending books. Um, and one of the books that she recommended to me while I was living with her and the family last year was The Raven Boys. Um, and I love them now. I'm obsessed. And so today we are discussing not just the Raven Boy series, but also it's what sister series? Spinoff people? Yeah, something. Uh, the Dreamer series, both by Maggie Stefotter. And um, we're going to be matching the characters of these series with what we think are their majors in college and their political affiliations. So it's going to be a good time. (laughs) Um, And as Becca kind of alluded to, one of the things that they do in this book is speak Latin because they're dramatic... (laughs) rich boys in Virginia who just Ronan in the Dreamers series literally just speaks Latin like randomly and that's part of the joke is his Latin's like not that good <laughs> like they've talked about it in the Raven cycle it's not great like there's times where I'm like I've read I'm not great with Latin either like I'm not gonna claim to be out Ad- not I'm no Adam Parrish I did I did not do super hot in Latin for a lot of my experiences but Sometimes I was like, that that's some weak Latin, Ronan. That's not great. Though I, I don't blame Maggie Steve Fodder for doing that because if I had to be if I would fuck up my Latin too. So <laughs> no no no, it's stylistic. He's edgy. Yeah, honestly, like I while reading this book, I like try to look up like translations of these words and the internet is like it's just like directly takes me to a Reddit page about um call down the hawk or or the raven boys because the rest of the internet is like i don't understand this latin (laughs) i don't know what you're trying to say this this trees speak latin i swear that that was like every other thing they were like the trees speak latin i was like i think i think she thought she was doing something there more than she was like i was like or like make way for the Raven King. I don't. I have, I have a lot of weird feelings about when people use dead languages to signify like being mystical. I'm like, right? Like it like, inherently adds some drama. That's just how people spoke. Like right. that's just like people spoke Latin when they put their children to bed, when they wrote their tombstones, when they like just made idle chatter. Like it just seems very funny to me when they're like, "This is the demon's language." <laughs> I'm like. That's just a language. That'd be like, oh my god, the trees speak Ukrainian. How edgy. It's like, just because you don't know what it means doesn't mean it's bad. Or like, doesn't mean it's spooky. It's just right. words. Yeah. And so luckily, Becca's is, 
having Becca on the podcast is so much fun because she knows all of this random shit. Like she just casually speaks Latin and knows all sorts of Greek mythology history. So you're going to be our expert on Latin today. And always, because I was like me, me being like, "Where's my dictionary? Gotta whip, <laughs> gotta whip out my grammar books." Um. So this is your official warning. Um. If you care about spoilers from the Raven Boys and the first book in the Dreamer series, um, you should probably not listen to this episode. Uh, if you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, you should definitely listen because this will maybe inspire you to read it or you'll just be like, this is another weird thing that Genesee's talking about. I don't know what's happening and that's okay. It'll be over in about an hour and you'll be, you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly. we're going to give, what? Oh, I said, honestly, I agree. Spoilers <laughs> are the best way. I always know spoilers before I get into things. So I'm yes. like, my friends introduced me to the series by telling me the plot. The only thing they didn't tell me was that um, Matthew and Aurora were dreams, mm. and that Noah was was a ghost. And I pay, but those things were pretty easy to pick up. So <laughs> they uh, were really easy to pick up. I think I texted you. I was like, "Dude, is Noah dead?" Remember, <laughs> you were like, "You were like, I'm really curious about who this friend is," <laughs> and I was like. Are you I was like, why does he just disappear? Like, what's happening? Or you asked me, I think, also, like, who Noah ended up with? Because we were talking about, yes. like, major couples in the series. And I was like... Oh, oh, I was like, I was like, do Noah and the dead friend end up together? I think that was my, yeah, my hypothesis. Like, Noah is the dead friend! Noah is true. the dead friend. Noah's dead. Yeah, Noah is no alive. Yeah. He's not alive, but... Which he, means he doesn't get to be in the Dreamer series. At least not yet. He wasn't in Call Down the Hawk. They could easily bring him back because he's dead. He can be wherever the fuck he wants to be. It's unclear if they remember Noah that much, though. Because they, the like... Fuck? Because they never talk about him. Like, <laughs> okay, he's never mentioned we, again. We, that's true. He's not mentioned at all in Call Down the Hawk. And he's um, not mentioned in the end of the series. There's, like, they don't have this... I, I, I'm not sure where I sit on the idea of whether or not Noah is still, like something they know about or remember mm. in a large way because they don't talk about him. And there was this whole thing about the murdered and remembered like oh. par like parallels where he was like, Noah was writing murdered and like they were replacing it with remembered to be like, we remember you ghost friend. Cause he was in the last book, right? Yes. He was in book yeah. Because he helps them not die. That's fascinating. I didn't think about that. That would make a lot of sense that they just can't even remember him. That makes me sad. Yeah, I love Noah, and that makes me sad. Don't throw it away. Yeah. What the I fuck? Have, I have um, like Noah quotes on my. I actually have it on my wall behind me. I was more than I was more when I was alive. That one is big Noah energy. <laughs> I love that. There are so many. I really wish that your sister would read these books because there are so many like inside jokes in the books that i want her to get i tried to get her to change my name to management in her phone <laughs> she didn't get it <laughs> like, um this is the law and i was like but babe not only is it a reference to the book but also i am the manager of the family this is perfect adam ronan and adam like i understand they're a little overhyped because they are like the they were pretty unexpected i will say right. like I was not a part of the Raven Boys fandom when it was coming out, but I was a part of the Mortal Instruments fandom. 
and they were very close. And so I, like, osmosis heard a lot about them. Mm. And, like, I, I knew that when they happened, it was a big deal. That people okay. were like, holy shit. People didn't think that she was going to actually do it. Oh. Because at that, by the end of book three, Blue Lily Lily Blue, you don't actually really know where Adam stands on it. Like, I think he might have mentioned that he knows that Ronan likes him or something. Oh. But there's this weird, like, something, like, Adam made some sort of comment about it. or And, like, we know at that point that Ronan has feelings for Adam. But people were like, oh, is she really going to do it? Like, I don't know. Like... And so when it happened, it was a big deal. And so they've gotten a little overhyped, but they are still like so good and so well written yeah. and so fun. They, I, the reason I thought of it was like the management thing. There's this really cute, like every time, a lot of the times that he's on the phone with like Adam, it's like he spoke in a very not Ronan voice and like mm-hmm. this idea of like taking down this wall. And I'm like, oh, I love it. It's really cute. So I think we should give um, a kind of summary of what the fuck the books are about. Um, we're going to give you the main plot points because I think it's kind of important to understand like the characters when we dive into, um, you know, identifying their political parties and majors and stuff like that. I think that probably most of our conversation is going to be breaking down the characters and like different parts of their personality. The actual breaking down their majors and political parties will probably be pretty fast um, because you got to know some stuff going in. Um, But so when I read the Raven Boys, they were all out. And the first call, the call down the hawk, the first part of the Dreamer series was out. Um, And of course I had Becca. So I like had this whole arsenal of, uh, resources to know what was going on going in and something that I love interacting with Becca on media about is we are we are both feel very similarly about spoilers and that we are whores for them um, yeah. love spoilers I honestly don't understand people who don't like spoilers like selectively like there are certain things that I don't want to hear spoilers about like Marvel movies mm-hmm. I don't usually like spoilers about Mar- Marvel movies but to avoid them I watch them on premiere night all the time and if i don't i watch it the like if i don't watch it thursday night i'm watching it first thing i can friday and i'm not interacting with any internet or anything until i watch the fucking movie um Mm. because if i waste my time and don't watch the thing then i'm just asking for it to be spoiled for me yeah i under i fully for me it's also like i don't know i'm very much i subscribe to the idea that like if the plot isn't good if you know like the big reveal then it's not a very good plot like right i knew that like i knew that gansey wouldn't really be dead at the end because right. like duh um given yeah. all of my friends and all of their things and i knew that adam and ronan ended up together and i knew that like all the big stuff but it was still like exciting because you get the yeah. build up and you go oh shit like look at this like you see especially with i feel maggie c fodder talked about how she actually rewrote this book series like many times and she's been she i think she said she started writing it as a teenager Mm. um but for her like there's a lot of intention in how she writes her characters and how they develop so like yeah i know that adam and ronan get together but from the first book you're not like that doesn't seem inevitable. Like they actually no. don't really like each other very much yeah. in that part of the book series, even though we know in retrospect that Ronan did like Adam a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the scene, the scenes where we find what he talks about first seeing Adam. Yeah. Literally adorable. Being like oh. so cute. 
I'm not alive. Is that in the Opal sh short story? Because I it's feel like I read that really recently. It's either in the Opal short story or it's in Called Down the Hall. Yeah. He talks about, like, I think he and Gansey are in the Camaro. Yeah. And they drive past Adam. Yeah. And he he's like, he like looks at Adam and he's like, Jesus, <laughs> please. And I was like, the homosexuals are at it again. <laughs> but no, it's so, like, it's she's very good at making characters that, uh, grow and so spoiler like it can handle being spoiled it doesn't matter if you know Noah's a ghost it's yeah. still fun it's still yeah it's still fun and you've you talked when you came on the podcast last about how um she really believes that characters have to earn their stories and I think that's why even if you know what happens they really do earn their stories and how they get there and reading you know when I talk about the Raven Boys I think that the the plot and like the story is is fine but what's most interesting to me about Maggie Stefotter is the way that she writes and the way that she writes characters and how they interact with each other um the in in the Raven Boys one of the major plot points over the four books is that um they're looking for this treasure Gansey is obsessed with this um king who is supposedly um like in a sleep in a deep sleep so he's not dead but he's like kind of like cocooned in a magical sleep and if you wake him up then you get a wish um and gansey is like just obsessed with finding him um which to me like the whole time i was reading it and i was like why is this the plot <laughs> well, Glendower, Owen Glendower is like actually like a pretty yeah. prominent figure in Welsh mythology. Mm -hmm. But no, I had a similar thought. I was like, <laughs> why is this important? I've been to I've been to one of his castles. I will say in Wales. Oh, that's cool. So he that's is cool. real because I did not know that. Right. I actually was like, oh, he's not real. And I think that's part of what I was having such a hard time with is that this book very much has many magical and mystical elements. Um, it has someone that they do wake up from asleep who was like, the, well, she wasn't really sleeping. She was supposed to be asleep, but she wasn't. So she was like this crazy witch lady um, who wow. is iconic. Jennifer, have you heard the theory that Adam's the third sleeper? No, I'm not kidding. That's dead ass a theory that Adam is the third sleeper that gets awoken because I'm hoping like his psychic powers. Dreaming. And his that whole, would be amazing. I have not heard that story. No, and his whole thing about how like, what do you want, Adam? And he says like to feel awake when oh, I like yeah. to to like feel awake when I like to not feel as like oh, the idea is where he's awake because his so whole the theory then that he doesn't know he's the third sleeper. The idea it's that the idea that like he and the waking of Cave's water and his psychic powers is the third sleeper and like him taking control of his destiny. The the quote is to feel awake when my eyes are open. That's what it is. That's what he says. Because there's, there's a quote. Yeah, it's like a whole thing where people because people are like, "What's the third sleeper?" Because he woke. Oh. They woke the demon. They wake. Um, what's her name? My brain is fried. Um, Glendower's daughter. Um, mm -hmm. And then who's the third sleeper? Because no one else gets right. Up. We don't find out really in the. Well, no, the there was that 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 creature thing. Yeah, that counted the demon. I said the demon and the daughter. Oh yeah, because they thought Glendower was one of the sleepers, and he, and he wasn't. wasn't. They don't wake Glendower. <laughs> He's Fuck. just a dead man. Fuck yeah! Spoilers. Glendower's dead. 
Yeah, Glendower is old. I still don't get why he's in Virginia. That didn't make sense. I ignored it. But and I was- tried to talk about that in the book. Um, I obviously don't have, I don't know that much about history. So I was like reading it. I was like, sure, I could maybe believe that that's true. But also I could see you making this shit up so that your story made sense. Either way. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I have no idea the validity of them taking Glendower's corpse to Virginia. I'm like, I don't know about that one. Yeah, there was like, a th- I think they talked about the different theories. Like either yeah. they brought it over on a ship or they like magicked it through the ground or something. whole thing about keeping him away from like the English that were invading and like protecting yeah. him. You know, the- she gives an explanation. I just don't know if it's real. <laughs> yeah, so and the whole... Everything around Glendower, which is a, a central point, everything that motivates Gansey is fueled by his, like, obsession with finding Glendower. Um, and you have so many elements in the books that that operate around that, around them trying to fl- find Glendower. They find Cabe's water. Um, Adam discovers his powers. Uh, another major thing in the book is that, so Gansey's thing is that he's struggling with Fine, well, struggling, question mark. Gansey is a is a fucking mess. I love him, but it's like, saying that Gansey struggles with anything is kind of silly. Um, internally, his struggles are all internal. <laughs> and they're all kind of stupid. <laughs> they're calm. He's a very, I have feelings about Gansey, because he, <laughs> he's interesting. He's like, I have anxiety. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, ah. <laughs> maybe still, maybe that's not a reason to be mean to your friends, but... <laughs> I have opinions about Gansey. And Gansey's kind of like the main the the main character, I guess, of the of the first series. Um, particularly because each of the books kind of centers around one of the four main characters, and the first mm-hmm. one starts with Gansey. So he, I think, throughout the series seems as one of the more prominent characters. Um and in the first book, you so the the four main characters, um, which we've mentioned most of their names, but let's just get it straight. Um, Gansey, Blue, Sergeant, um, Ronan Lynch, and then Adam Parrish. And Ronan, Adam, and um, Gansey are all friends. And uh, Ronan and Gansey live together in the first series. Um, Adam lives in a trailer park, and Blue does not know them. And she is from a family of psychics, and so she goes with her aunt to the graveyard uh, on like a special night um and it's like it's like a spiritually special night is it saint mark's yeah something like that something like that um and that at that night you can see the souls if you have like the eye right um you can see the souls that are going to die in the next year and um she Gansey is or Gansey Blue is not a psychic, um, but her whole family is, and but she has this like ability to magnify psychic abilities, so she goes with them to magnify their ability to see beyond, and Blue sees a spirit and it talks to her, and she's like, dude, what the fuck? Why can I see someone? She's never seen a spirit before, and she doesn't know what the fuck is happening. And they said that there are only two reasons that you would see a spirit if you don't have psychic ability. And that is either because they're your true love or or like your soulmate or because you kill them. (laughs) (laughs) And she sees Gansey. 
Mm-hmm. Um, does she find out his name? <sighs> I feel like she did know his name. Because he says something to her. I think it might be Gansey. I think he might, she might ask him what his name is. If I remember. Or something I like- think she does. And then, and they say something else really short. Oh, because I think, I think he, she says, what's your name? And he says, Gansey. And she says, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like as that's a all there is or something. And that he says that's all there is because then he hears it on the radio because he's looking for Glendower and he knows that this is supposed to be a special night. And so he's trying to see if he picks up any magical shit on his radio, <laughs> on his recorder. And he records, he doesn't hear it when it happens, but when he listens back to it, he hears himself talking to Blue. Um, I love the way they meet. And I think that the, the way that, Maggie Stefotter writes is so powerful and it that like in the first few chapters it's just apparent because the way she goes she doesn't write in first person she writes in third person and it's, that allows her to have these characters where each of them seems so important even side characters like they get their own full chapters their own full experiences um, and so when she writes Blue meeting Gansey Blue doesn't know his name and she thinks he's a total asshole. And she calls him <laughs> uh, President Cellphone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and... their, their interaction. And then poor Adam Parrish caught in the middle. Just trying to get a date. Poor Adam. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And so, like, you know what's happening. You're reading this. You're like, no, that's not Gansey. Don't let this be Gansey. You're supposed to be soulmates. Or she's going to kill you. We don't know yet. Um... And there's something very funny, like kind of bringing to the idea that we were talking about how these like stories, the more you know about them, they build on it. Like that scene is even funnier when you know that Ronan likes Adam and mm-hmm. has a big crush on him. So it's a table of three dudes and a waitress um, that, while well, one of them is being very gay and in love with the other one, uh, Adam is just like, yeah, I guess that girl's cute. Like, oh God. And Gansey's like, I got to get her. I'm an entitled white man. I can go do what I need to do. And you're like, the tension here, <laughs> the, 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 the idiocracy, the, the everything here is great. I love it. Yeah. And so that's, that's like the setup. They all become friends. There's a part where Blue and Adam date then of course blue and gansey get together but they can't kiss because also there's a curse on her where if she kisses her true love he'll die it's a whole mess um which is why we love it because it's a fun mess um but yeah so there are like all of these things going on and they're looking for <laughs> for this dead dude who's not dead he's sleeping but then he ends up being dead and um they almost die. Gansey dies, but he gets brought back to life. And everything's okay. Um, most of Ronan's family is dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, mom's I think dead. they reference an aunt that's alive or something. Oh. But that's, that's not that's much. Big. That's not much. Like, <laughs> they have... Uh, people actually joke that that's the least realistic thing is, like, a big Roman... A big Irish Catholic family... They don't, that has no relatives. They're like, bitch, in real life, it'd be like uh, Niall Lynch died and all of them would be there being like, oh, our family. So it is uh, mentioned that I think Ronan's dad is also murdered. Not Ronan, well, yeah, Ronan's dad is murdered. But also that Ronan's grandfather was murdered, I think is also mentioned or like implied um, for being a dreamer as well. I believe that's 
um, the gray man makes a mention of it. Oh, okay. So it's a long line of dreamers, and they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and they're dead. Um, that's basically Ronan's character trait for the first book is just, I have a dead dad. Yeah, and then at the end of that book, his mom fucking dies. Oh, dead Aurora. I love Aurora Lynch. I know. I love one woman that's basically a Barbie, but we do love her. She said, I was a housewife. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all there she is. She dreamt to be a housewife. And the detail, actually, I think Aurora Lynch has so many fun details. I think it's Blue who's, like, looking around. The, it's either Blue or Adam who are, like, looking around the barns and they see, like, boring, like, mom crime novels or something like detective stories and he's like they're like why are these here and then they're like oh Ronan's mom was like a person and like read books and like did things and it was for me as like a reader it was also a similar experience of like oh shit like yeah she was dreamed but she was like a real person who like lived there and like was his mom she wasn't just like hello I am Aurora Lynch I am perfect and wonderful and that's she was, I do love her. And that's one of the things that like the the story then the story itself in the first series was uninteresting to me because we were told that we were trying to find this dead king and then we got to the dead king and obviously the story wasn't about the dead king but I was so like you, it's that thing where you're looking at the dead king and so you, something else is happening but I was kind of like okay <laughs> that could be a summary of Gansey's perspective throughout the whole book. The whole series is just Gansey's looking for a dead king, and I can't take credit. And for life is happening around him. There's a joke online that's like, Gansey's so focused looking for a dead king, he didn't notice that one of his best friends is dead, and the other two were dating. Like, he fully he was just like, gotta find that dead king. And Adam and Ronan are like, we're in love now. Yeah. We're committed, and Noah's dead. So. <laughs> I love it when he finds everything out, too. He's just kind of like, oh, shit. We still got to find the king, though. We still got to go. But, yeah. like, something that I love, like, while the the story itself isn't the most captivating to me, in addition to the characters being very captivating, she created very interesting elements in her storytelling. Um, and in the Raven Boys, that is, she starts talking about the dreaming, right and the dream thieves is the second book in the series and we get to know ronan a little bit better at the end of the first book it ends with ronan telling gansey that he dreamt his bird that he has right oh that was a dream and i i read it like five times and i had to text becca i was like what the fuck does this mean and she was like no it's literally a dream he can bring dreams to reality and i was like what my brain broke (laughs) I, I love the dreamers plot. I love Joseph Kavinsky. I'm an apologist oh, for this creep. I am too. <laughs> I was like, listen. I'm so Adam glad he's dead. Adam and, Kavins- Adam and Kavinsky are foils. They are parallels. They are both abused young mm-hmm. men who are like dealing with all of these ideas of power and like where does it come from and how do yes. you like internalize and process all of these like horrible things it's about deciding whether or not you're a monster and right. joseph kavinsky decided he was a monster, he was a monster. adam parish didn't 
Yeah. And that and that is why I think they're so interesting of love interests for because I'm yeah. fully on board of like the there was tension between Ronan and Kavinsky. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's a question. Anyone yeah, some people question are like, that? no, no. I'm like, no, no. He, they're wrong. If not, then he should say uh, some slurs a little less. Uh, right. But, also, because before he dies, so straight up Kavinsky like professes his love for. Ronan and he the whole time he's like making fun of Ronan for going like hanging around with Gansey and like acting like Ronan's in love with Gansey which obviously he's not in love with Adam Parrish um but Kavinsky's so fucking jealous of Gansey and he's like what so you aren't gonna leave Gansey for me like why won't you choose me we have more in common and Ronan's like dude that wasn't an option (laughs) there used to be and then he kills himself basically maggie c fodder released online i think it was she talked about like different versions and scenes that she cut in the original draft of the dream thieves it ended with a car race instead of the whole weird dragon thing um yeah dragons car racing no but instead of adam because at this point adam's like accepted caves water into himself and become real like funky can't yeah. get hurt, can't be hurt because caves water protected him um and it ended with them going on a car race with Adam and Kavinsky in one car and uh, Ronan and Gansey in the other because they needed oh to balance God. the weight. And so Adam goes with Kavinsky and, and then Kavinsky drives his car off and like dies. And so the whole point is he would crash the car. And he, but then Adam would come out of the car alive because he was protected by caves water. And so that was the whole like, and I was like, Maggie, that's sexy. Why would you deprive me of that? That's so much sexier than Kavinsky kidnapping Matthew Lynch Put him yeah. in the back of a car and then being like, and then making around. dragons, and then killing yeah. himself with his dragon. The idea of like, there's a lot of because Maggie C. Fodder has dealt with um a lot of long term chronic illness, right? And that's part of why the Dreamer trilogy the Dreamer trilogy was delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to come out I think pretty soon after the Raven Boys, but she got like it got worse. Okay. Um, but a lot of what these books deal with is this concept of like being a parallel for like chronic illness and like being broken with like very strong uh quotation marks around that Mm. um and the idea of like like ronan especially is very much a lot of discussions around depression and like thinking yourself as a monster and unholy and wrong a lot of things also with being gay (laughs) but the idea that like kavinsky just lets he like gives into it and just like lets go and goes into this like depression and dies when we see like Ronan kind of does the opposite. He's like, no, I'm gonna live, goddammit. I will kill myself, the mm-hmm. evil dream version of myself in the middle of a church, but mm-hmm. I will live and I will be like, I, he is, I love him. I love one legend coming out of isolation, coming out of all these darkness, all these dark things and accepting yourself, sexy. Ronan Lynch is a legend. It truly is. Ronan Lynch is, definitely top three characters possibly one of the best characters out of this series ronan lynch is iconic um and it's so fun because like he he feels very alone in in a lot of his experiences and like you learn about how he saw his father dying and obviously he's he's gay in virginia which i haven't had that experience but i can imagine it's really shitty um catholic 
And he's Catholic. Yeah. Um, after his dad died, his mom fell asleep because you can't have a dream without your dreamer. Um, he finds out that he dreamt his little brother and didn't know, um, which is like the one, the member of his family that he felt most attached to. And he's like, well, shit, I created this person. What the fuck does that say about me? And then, um, he's a dreamer who can dream things and and at, before Kavinsky he doesn't think there was any anyone other than him and his father like him and so in the dreamer series you meet a whole world of dreamers um and you realize that there really are a lot out there and that there are people out there trying to kill them because they think that dreamers are going to bring about the end of the world and i'm like dude haven't haven't we like had enough history and seen enough movies and read enough books to realize that you shouldn't preemptively try to stop this shit because you end up being a douchebag fucker who kills a bunch of people yeah suddenly you start vaguely starting to commit genocide genocide it was icky i do love um <laughs> there's so many i just oh, i love it i love i do love the fact that you get in the dreamers trilogy such a fun um, dynamic where you have like Declan Lynch, Ronan's older brother, very like stoked. Like he's the Lynch brother. I think they call him the liar. Like that's his thing. Yes. It's the dreamer, the dreamed, and the liar. Yeah. And um, that is like, love that piece of resistance. Like dream and how you have this dynamic of what does it mean to be like not magical when yeah. everyone else is? And that's when you have such a really good introduction to Hennessy and the multi, the many Hennessies that we meet is Ronan in a lot of ways is the center of the Lynch universe where you have him yeah. at the center and Declan as like the side character in the lot of, in the previous series it's just sort of there to like keep things together and hold the family together um in a lot of ways that parallels like when we do meet Jordan and Hennessy Hennessy being mm -hmm. a dreamer um, who hasn't really learned to control her dreaming and keeps dreaming up like different versions of herself. Most importantly being, um, the most important being Jordan, who's the oldest version of Hennessy and had like been with her the longest. Jordan and she kind of plays the role of like the older sister <laughs> and like, who's just like, just trying to be normal. She just likes to paint and just wants to be <laughs> person. And we have this really fun um, dynamic between Jordan the dreamed and Declan who's in a way like dreamless yeah he doesn't get to have a future aspiration the irony of him falling in love with Jordan was incredible it was a whole experience <laughs> I didn't even know how to text you about it because I was like I don't know how to process the beauty of Declan Lynch falling in love with the dreamer I thought and then I was like dude how's he gonna react when he finds out that he fell in love with a dream and um and it's amazing because he and Hennessy, the dreamer don't get along <laughs> no i love which i mean shocker shocker <laughs> given his track record with ronan shocker he doesn't uh necessarily vibe with her um especially because i feel like Hennessy and ronan bring out some not good they both bring out some of the worst parts of each other yeah. in my opinion like we get very self-destructive very like in Hennessy's case, a little self-pitying, like, because she doesn't sleep for more than, like, what is it, like, eight minutes or something? She 20 minutes. She doesn't fall into her, like, deep sleep. Yeah. Um, and then you have, as, like, kind of, like, their opposites, you have, like, Jordan Hennessy, the oldest twin copy of her, who's, like, keeping things together and is just, like, trying to make it work and is, like, steady and wants to have her own identity. 
attached to this dreamer. And that's the same thing Declan has. He want like he has this whole other person that he locks up in his weird attic with his paintings that he likes. And he wants like that he doesn't get to be that because he has to be this like his brother's keeper. Yeah. Have you did you read the Christmas short story of the Lynch family Christmas? No. Oh, it's the story of how Matthew happened. <gasps> Where is it? It's on that... Maggie Stiefvater's like website. If you type okay. in a Lynch family Christmas, it'll come up. Okay. But basically the plot of it is that it's Declan as a little boy with Ronan, who's like his younger brother. And I think it's around, it's Christmas time or something like that. Obviously it's Lynch family Christmas. Okay. And that he, like his whole thing is that like he doesn't get to sleep because he has to wake up to make sure that Ronan doesn't bring anything back. Because Ronan has started bringing things in out of his dreams. And it's kind of a little peek into what it was like for Declan growing up, where he talks about like his dad coming and going, and that there was mornings that his mom would have him like come help clean up their bedroom because they would wait, like his dad would have brought back like something weird and like made a mess of the house. And he had this like responsibility to keep an eye on Ronan and like kind of take care of things around the house. And having he had to keep so many secrets mm-hmm. and then like one night i think he gets mad at ronin or something like he just isn't there for ronin one night because they had an argument or like they just were mad at each other because they're like i think they're like three and five like they're very little because they're very close in age um and then the one time he doesn't because he doesn't like want to play with ronin um ronin brings back matthew like the perfect brother that will play with him and love him <laughs> And that like all he wanted for Christmas was no secrets and like for things to not to not have secrets anymore. And that he would just live a life that is only about having secrets. Which I love Declan Lynch. He is Ronan may be the gay sibling, but Declan is the repressed icon that I need as a gay person. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I vibe with this repressed sad one who likes politics. That's the one I like. makes sense i mean you both like women so it checks out i mean yeah declan does i'm shocked i I feel like okay hot take declan should have been a little homophobic it would track better it would track better he should have been homophobic he should have been homophobic for sure it doesn't need to be that bad it can just be like a little spice I do think, though, actually, actually, there were some bits in the Raven Boys that I picked up that I wasn't sure if they were homophobia or if it was just De- Declan being an ass because Declan really hated Kavinsky. And yeah. he was like, well, don't you know what he is? And I wasn't sure if he was talking about him being addicted to drugs or him liking men. Or being a dreamer. Like, there's or being a, a dreamer. Lot. There's a whole lot of deviancy in that whole plot line where you're like, I, I'm a big, my take on it is Declan's not like truly homophobic. He's just like. I mean, really what it is, is that Declan doesn't like things that deviate from the norm and not that like, I mean, he would be okay with like, like, quote unquote, chill gay people, you know? I think he's cool with Adam. We don't have evidence yeah. of this other than the fact that, like, what we do, he ta- he drives with Ronan to Harvard, right? And he doesn't so, talk shit at him. So, like, so you in just my opinion, he only he only hates bad gay people, and then he gets to have some spicy yeah. homophobia. And he's like, Adam is a good bi person, so we yeah. respect Adam because he's smart and goes to college, <laughs> and, and like isn't a shithead. So <laughs> that's my hot take: is Declan is homophobic to gay people he doesn't like, that like Kavinsky, because yeah. everyone should be a little. Little weary of Kavinsky. Yeah. 
It's true, which is probably why I like Kavinsky. Oh, Kavinsky's an icon. My friend is like number one Kavinsky apologist. And like when I read the series, it was with her. So she was very much um, an influence of me coming into it being like, oh, I like this one. I mean, I understand that Kavinsky's a jackass, but also I don't understand how you can walk away from his death scene and not not feel bad for the dude, you know? Like he didn't have and like it's really I, sad. He's <gasps> someone who's like too far gone. Is I think kind of the idea like yeah. for me that's more like I feel sad. Like you're like because yeah. it's kind of implied that he killed his best friend. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Prokopenko or whatever. And then he dreamt a new one. Yeah, and this replaced him. Oh, that's bad. Ooh. Like that's yeah, icky. That's and for me, it definitely felt like kind of like worst case scenario Ronan. Like if Ronan mm-hmm. didn't have Gansey and Adam and Blue as this like, and Declan and Matthew. And Ronan almost killed himself on accident in a dream. Yeah, like, he almost because of a dream, and then he had to talk about that. That like they they thought he tried to kill himself. Yeah, it didn't. But then it's like, but you did because you manifested this. Like it's a whole. <laughs> He's like, guys, I'm not suicidal. I just constantly try to fight with a copy of myself in my dreams. Like, I manifest things in my dreams, monsters, that want to kill me. And I have to recognize that that's a part of my subconscious trying to kill me. Literally the scene where Adam... Because it, it's it's their weird church scene that Adam and Ronan had in Blue Lily Lily Blue. Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of when you start being like, oh, Adam might have feelings for Ronan too. When they're in the church and he, like, looks at... um. Ronan, he's like thinking about all these altars, and he's like, I think Ronan like wasn't the only god in that church or something. Yes, it was very good and very like ooh. Um, Adam Parrish, as because he's not religious as, as right. far as we no, I think he explicitly says he's not. I'd have to, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he does um, because he like lives at Saint Agnes, but it's not a thing. Um, but he being Adam Parrish, Adam the first man, mm-hmm. and Parrish is like a church thing. And, like, this whole, like, connection between, like, the Garden of Eden and Cave's Water and mm-hmm. Ronan as, like, a d- deity figure who can, like, create in his own image. Li- there are some weird religious undertones to this series that are, like, never... I constantly am, like... Because Adam's real... His original name was, uh, was Adam Trinity. Oh. Which is also religious. And yeah. so going to Adam Parrish is, like, a very... Oh. The Trinity would totally solidify your the the theory that you told me about about him being the third sleeper. And so Fuck. for that to be taken out and be made parish, I'm like, listen, third Fuck. sleeper. There's so many. The Ronan Lynch is a, f- a very interesting character as like a theological perspective. He really truly just is like, I believe in God, and he hates me <laughs> because I also create monsters. But you also create Opal, who is the literal icon and love of my life, who's adorable. Opal and Hennessy meeting was my favorite thing. Opal is everything Hennessy needed in her life. I have very strong opinions about how Ronan treats Opal at certain points. And um, what is it in the in the, in the call down the hawk? Because he's like kind of a shithead to her when they're in the forest. He's like kind of a dick. Um, and I, I was pissed because that is so not in line with how we see their experiences with Opal in the Opal short story. One, I'm like, I don't think Adam, child, like child abuse sufferer, would be like vibing with Ronan treating this little girl like shit, which he did in that series for a little while. 
And I was like, you don't get to talk to Opal like that. You don't get to call her mean names and kind of like not let her comfort you, like come to comfort. Meanwhile, she's like holding Adams's watch and like like clinging to, uh, I have strong opinions about Ronan Lynch. I was like, you better hope, you better hope Opal doesn't tell Adam that you're calling her like a gremlin or whatever he calls her. And I'm like, I have respect for one child and it's Opal Lynch. I, yeah, Opal, Opal is wonderful, and I love her relationship with Adam, because it is such, like, a younger sibling relationship with, like, a, an older sibling's partner. It's, like, she loves Adam and, like, wants him to be friends, but whenever she sees them getting close together, she's, like, she kind of experiences, like, jealousy and anger, she's and like, she's, no. like, she's, like, what is this? Why am I upset? <laughs> she like loves adam so much too but like yeah. then she's like torn because she's like but then he's happy sometimes but he's so sad like there's a lot of opal is such a good good short story for understanding like want to give such an insight into what was going on at at the at uh the barns between raven the raven cycle yes and adam going to college and all of that and i feel like it was a great transition from the raven cycle that you had four very prominent characters and then transitioning into ronan being the primary character mm -hmm. and the people in his life um outside of gansey and his posse i mean the the dream series really is ronan coming into his dreamer identity uh, like discovering the dreamer world and finding finding identity outside of gansey and gansey's mm -hmm. mission to find glendower and i think that's actually part of the story we're getting with adam because Adam's whole thing is he goes to college at Harvard and like reinvents himself entirely and turns himself into the Gansey. Yeah. Like he's Which, like- We saw that coming. Oh yeah, but he's like, <laughs> no, I'm Gansey and I'm lying. And he's telling everyone he has this like picturesque, like Southern childhood. Yeah. Um, and that he like, he's like playing at being like a like more impressive person than he is with his little posse of sad gay people. And yeah. so this is really fun, like, so you have a whole squad of gay people who are sad and that you give guidance to and, like, you pick them up out of, like, he's very much being Gansey. And I love, like, I think that's going to fall apart on him because we see it fall apart on Gansey. Gansey gets overwhelmed and tired and rude and, like, hurts people because he doesn't know how to have healthy boundaries. And so I'm, like, I'm waiting for uh, Mr. Impossible Adam to be just, like, a fucking mess. Yeah. Which Absolutely. we're kind of getting a hint at, because he doesn't answer his phone. Yeah. For the last half of the Dreamers trilogy. I love it. It's like, Adam could either just be doing, like, homework and being really tired, or he could be dead. Like, we have no fucking clue. <laughs> we know that I think there's supposed to be an Adam perspective in the upcoming. Oh, thank God. I Something that I both liked and, like, kind of, not disliked, but, like, could have dealt with more of is... um in this book we saw a lot less of adam and obviously um our family group chat is going <laughs> crazy they're talking about the baby so uh get your donut holes ready because they're about to be a bunch of notifications <laughs> um but you still see ron you still see adam because at ron adam is very important to ronin yeah um so he's someone that he talks about and thinks about a lot but and he you know, there are visits and whatnot while he's at college, but because he isn't there all the time, he's a much lesser part of the story than he was in the Raven Boys. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's something beautiful in that, in that because 
Ronan was is very much consumed in, in his identity as it relates to the people around him. Mm-hmm. So you get to see him come into himself and figure out who he is and figure out what he wants. And in the beginning of the book, he wants to move to be closer to Adam. Mm-hmm. And shit hits the fan and he he's like okay no i can't do that that's not realistic and he keeps pushing himself trying to be this person that he's not and at the end of the book he finally accepts himself for being the dreamer that he is and that's symbolic in him like making this new acquaintance of another dreamer um and like bringing this dream into into reality without even really trying um and I, 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 part of me wants more of Adam, <laughs> like part of me misses him, but part of me is also really happy that we're getting to see Ronan be himself, um, and just getting that kind of development outside of the characters that we saw in the first series. I think that's really great. I just sent you a link. It's a link that's relevant. Um, it's Maggie Stiefvater's Pinterest, where she oh. um, has mood boards for the different books. And like, I, so I was like, when you were talking about that, I was like, oh, I should send that. Cause it has some really fun, like Declan Lynch vibes and Hennessy vibes. It's cool. Oh my um, gosh. Because I like, I think, I think the Dreamers trilogy feels a lot more stylistic yeah. and a lot more like we get more dream. It's much more dreamy, which is kind of funny. Cause we have like the sun dogs that, um, Ad- that Ronan creates that like come to protect mm-hmm. Matthew. We have all these, like, it's a lot more. It, the other series has more magical elements in some ways where it has like the search for Glendower, but right. the new, the dreamers trilogy is more like dreams in everyday life. Like how they're like dreaming up all these solutions and doing these things and trying to find like a solution almost. Yeah. And we have of course the magical, um, the magic black market that we find out yeah. that Declan like knows about because he used to go with his dad and all this shit where I'm like, Declan is the coolest and he never got to be cool in the other series he had to be the boring older brother he was boring he was upsetting he was kind of a douchebag I did not like him at all in the in the Raven Boys but I'll be damned I like him now I am a low-key Declan Lynch stan and that's just how it is I always joke that I'm basically like people have that concept of like kinning Mm -hmm. um whether like I am Declan Lynch, that's that's my character that I relate too much to. We literally interned in the same building in DC. <laughs> we had the same internship. He that interned for a senator in the Hart Building, and I was I, like, "That makes so much sense." When I read it, I was like, "Wow, this makes a lot of sense." This is Becca. Um, repressed. Uh, <laughs> what? Repressed? Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily in the way that you interact with your family, because it, I mean, their family is. <laughs> Show. yeah i we do not have people that we've murdered <laughs> but um yeah definitely in the way that that he presents himself and i think views himself and and his relationship to others but um i think that's a fun i don't think that there's anyone really in this book that i am or in in this series either of them that i am I, what's it called kinning oh god yeah that's the it's it's a whole thing it's a can of worms i'm joking when i say it some people aren't like they're like i am this person and i'm well, not saying that. i definitely read a lot of things and and watch a lot of things and i'm like oh my god yes i identify so heavily with that this uh, is red white and royal blue nora is me i think that's their character that like this is the person that i identify with very strongly now yeah and that is definitely for me declan lynch i was like 
yes, Declan. This is, this is relatable content. You are sad. You are very academically focused to cut and have to be perfect at all the time, at all times. Which, I, no, I think actually might transition pretty well into talking about their college majors yes. because we actually don't know what Declan is studying. No, we don't. We, we know kind of assume political something science? around politics. Yeah, he's, because he's interning. It, yeah, it makes sense. And, and that's pretty much the only one I ever hear from. Like everyone I met in the Senate was either in IR or right. political science. Like that was it. So we have a strong guess that Declan's a political science major, but internally he's probably an art history major. But he's like mm -hmm. can't he can't say that, but he is. Like we know <laughs> on the inside he would be. Maybe he has an art minor, but um he says that it's so that he can like converse better at dinner parties or something stupid like that. But it's because but he, he the, the reason I have an English minor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not sensible, but it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely Declan Lynch. Um, political party for Declan Lynch. Declan Lynch, I think he, in my opinion, I think he's like, I think he's like a classic Democrat, like in like the like liberal, like neoliberal, like not re like I'm trying to like he's like a Bill Clinton Democrat, <laughs> like where you're like, are you? But all right, like yeah. I can see that. I think Declan Lynch is so hard because we didn't see much of him in the Raven Boys. Mm -hmm. And what we did see of him was very much jaded by Ronan's perspective. And then in the we're finally getting to know him in Call Down the Hawk. And now I'm kind of confused. <laughs> I think for me he's I should I should say he's a he's a JFK Democrat because he's Catholic. Mm. And he is like very one, his dad's a first gen. His dad is from Ireland and immigrated to the United States. That is like that has to say like white people who are first gen immigrants tend to have a little bit of a different experience yeah. for, because of racism. Mm -hmm. um, but I am like that would impact your politics at least in some way if yeah. your father was like an immigrant to a country like right. it's Ireland. It's not exactly like a huge culture shock, but there's right. still like that element to him. Um, he's wealthy though, and he is from Virginia. But I think being Republican would be like unfashionable to him like it would be like not right de being a, like being be a, a moderate world. democrat is much more like oh okay like because he's rich he's he's not great yeah. he commits crime so i think he's like yeah. a bad democrat uh they absolutely commit tax fraud oh i think declan is it declan is it do they actually say that declan does the taxes i think they do. declan is the financial arbiter of their family yeah so i know that i don't think they ever talk about taxes though and i feel like those bitches just don't do them oh i fully think declan lynch files taxes being like fuck yeah no <laughs> technically don't have any income because they all right. are they're, they're on the black market theories so but they have trusts yeah they have like doesn't, a couple it's like a couple million dollars each or something like doesn't that count as well, it's inheritance is complicated. There's okay. like rules about inheritance taxes. Fascinating. It's a hot topic. I think they cap off at a certain amount where you only get taxed on like the first five hundred thousand or something. Mm. But after that, it's 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 actually a hot button topic still about inheritance tax. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a limit to how much you're taxed, and it might be a one time tax. I don't know how it works if it's like magical Virginia though. <laughs> Right, if your ma if your money came from the black market, uh, where you sold magical items that you dreamt 
Do you really have to pay taxes on that inheritance? Where do you declare declare that? <laughs> I my dream of a spinoff series instead of the Dreamers trilogy was a prequel series about Ooh. Henrietta Virginia because there are some weird fucking people living in this small town because like the Lynches live there, the Gansies live there eventually. They have a psychic living I, there. They have a psychic family. <laughs> they have like. I want I want a prequel series that's about like their parents because what the fuck was happening in this tiny town? I definitely want a series on uh, the women of Three Hundred Fox Way. Whether or not that's a prequel, I don't know. I think a prequel would be super interesting, but there I want something with Artemis, something Blue's dad. It's I'm like and like no or I would even accept it being set like when Noah died like I think it was seven years before yeah and like have like what was just, they even talk about they're like oh this I think it's like the who was it I think it's one of the adult characters that's like a villain talks about how like someone said like oh the valley's becoming an unsafe place to live first you had um first you had Niall Lynch and now you have Persephone like people are just dying yeah and like I love Persephone Persephone there's a guy that gets shot in the cave there like there's a lot of people that die in Henrietta and there is reference that people are like that's weird so I'm like what is happening in this fucking little town like I want to know I want that tea or like even like the parishes we know literally nothing about Adam's family we know that his mom sucks and we know his dad's abusive that's it and I'm like on where did adam's psychic powers come from right was it his mom was it like it better not be his dad well because yeah because they don't really talk about his psychic powers until after he forms that connection with cave's water but he still is a psychic after cave's water so i don't know it's confusing woke something awoke in him i i really love that theory i love that so much so let's do adam um this is gonna be polarizing We wouldn't be us if we didn't have that happen. Um, okay, political parties. Adam is hard for me, partially because so many of them are so young. Adam is, like, what, barely 18? Yeah, I think he's 18. Um, And so, like, part of it is, like, maybe you don't really know your political party yet. Maybe you don't really know what you stand for yet. You're young. You have time. Um, I was registered Republican when I was 18. Uh clearly not anymore (laughs) (laughs) that clearly changed um you know you figure out a lot when you're young and a lot of these characters are probably figuring shit out but with the information that we have about adam parish i feel like he's not on like i feel like he's neither republican nor democrat i think he's republican you do yeah i think he's a pick yourself up by your bootstraps republican Mm. I would put him somewhere more towards libertarian. I don't think he mm. is like traditional enough to be just Republican or Democrat. He's like an independent who who has right leaning politics. I feel like, and I think he would eventually like could grow out of them. Yeah, because he is gay. Like he's bi and he has gay friends. Right. So he we know he's not at least like a vocal and, Republican. Yeah, and it's it's hard for me because he really wants to be rich. He really wants to oh, fit yeah. in with that crowd, which is why I agree. I do think that he he is leaning to the right. Um, but, like, when I think about his values, I think that it, it doesn't make sense for him to want to be rich. 
Like, when you think about the things that he actually, like, does and says and acts, like, you're a psychic with a boyfriend, honey. <laughs> Listen, Pete Buttigieg, whatever, walked so Adam Parrish could run. Gay people <laughs> be bad people, too. Um, Adam Parrish lacks empathy, and he doesn't think That's that true. he doesn't believe in handouts. That's true. I I feel like he I want him to have a few classes where like some crazy like um like extremist green party dude talks to him and is like, "Hey man, like this is what like systemic racism is. This is how it leads to poverty. This is why your life was the way it was even though you're white." Like, this is how it happens. And he's like, these, you know, like, I want someone to spell it out because I feel like he could get on board if if he, like, figured it out. The question is whether or not Adam, Adam Parrish will figure it out. I think he would be resentful and, like, wouldn't. Because he'd be like, mm -hmm. well, my, he's like, if I can do it, then why couldn't other people? They should raise themselves up. My parents chose that life. Like, I think that's the, I think we're dealing with, like, I think Adam Perry should be very, I think he would, I think he would say he's like liberal, but he's not. Like, I think right. he would lie. I think he'd be one of those people that's like, I'm totally liberal. I'm gay. Obviously. I have a boyfriend who's a farmer in Virginia. Excuse me. Independent business owner who? Like I, Adam Parrish is fully a shithead. I can't but see he, that. My can't theory see. is that he is also like, while he's like that, he is friends with Blue. And Blue is like not, is not a Republican in any shape. Um, and he does have interaction with Blue that suggests that he's had some eye-opening experiences. Because right. there's a scene, I think it's in Blue Lily Lily Blue, where Adam and Blue are driving with Noah. And some they like stop somewhere, I think maybe to like get gas or something. And mm -hmm. someone like cat calls Blue. Mm, and, yeah. and Adam's like, I forgot Adam, about that scene. Yeah, he's like, he's like, ma'am, I don't think someone has taught you how to talk to women. Or like, and I kind of yeah. is like, fuck off. Like, he defends Blue. And I mean, the value in that scene is lost a little bit because Noah is like, you do have nice legs, Blue. Um, <laughs> but that wasn't there something also in that where then Blue was like, like took it a step further and then adam was like whoa whoa we don't need to be mean to the guy or something yeah. like that oh they're still shitheads i actually appreciate yeah. maggie c fodder because she did write adam and adam and gansey and ronan as like kind of shitty teen boys yeah. ronan and adam do make a racist joke mm. which also gives credence to him not being that he might be more conservative they make a comment towards henry Chen, I can never say his name right. Yeah, they say where um, the image, so Ronan imitates his accent and they laugh right. about it. And they make a joke about him being like half Asian, half white or something. That's right. Uh, it's some weird, it's weird shit. And Maggie Stiefvater has talked about it and she's like, no, they're making fun of him for being Canadian. Because he is Canadian. But I, was I do like, remember that. I think I, the, the imitation joke, I think I picked up as the Canadian thing because. The way they they spelled it out sounded Canadian, but I do see what you're saying. And then oh, you know, I'm I'm very up in the air about how that situation turned out. I think it's I'm like mm, they are boys from Virginia, like that might happen, like right. But also, I have to remember that I live in the Pacific Northwest, and so someone sounding Canadian is just going to sound like me. Like there's not a huge sound difference, but if you're from somewhere with a pretty heavy like right rural accent that's gonna be a lot more like whoa you sound different down here like 
But that's all to say that I think Adam Parrish is a Republican. And I think he is, I think he's internally Republican. Maybe he's, I think he's registered independent. Yeah. But he, his major is something that I'm so torn about. Because we know nothing about what he studies. Yeah, we have absolutely no idea. I feel like because of what, everything that you just said and because we know that he's obsessed with money he's obsessed Mm -hmm. with being rich this bitch is into something like finance or accounting or business that's it i was my thing is always i thought i thought accounting okay there's a difference what i want it to be versus what i think it is (laughs) what do you want it to be be like chemistry or like biology and i want to go into more like ecology and like nature shit with all the caves water stuff yeah. What I think he did is probably become a business major. Absolutely. <laughs> like he wants to probably work at like some nice firm somewhere. That is, I think you just summed up how I feel about Adam Parrish. And that like what I was saying about his political party, I absolutely agree with you that he probably has some narrow ass fucking views. I want him to be more. And right now he's young. There's the possibility for him to grow out of this and figure shit out and not be a shitty human being in his politics. Um, there's a possibility that he could study chemistry and do some weird ass cool psychic chemistry magic shit um that is what i want for him i want all of that for him but he's probably going to be a boring business major republican well he is a stepfather at the ripe old age of 19 with fucking with opal so we did forget (laughs) to talk about that he is a teen father (laughs) add that to his demographics which I think translates well into talking about Ronan's college major, which is wouldn't go to college. Like Adam oh, Ronan no. would never go to college. And that's okay. We love him for it. He's a stay-at-home dad. Who has a- he is a stay-at-home dad. He's a stay-at-home dreamer. He's never going to work a day in his life. He has a um, farm with cows. Drunk and cows. Stuff. I don't think they ever talk about what kind of they're like the barns is a farm but what farm we don't know they have animals yeah I think maybe it's a that they're like a dairy because they have lots of cows yeah they have lots of cows I don't know if they ever did anything with the cows because like we know he got his money from dreaming so the the cows were just a front yeah i think it's a part of creating this like play this like playground of what it would look like to have like the classic southern life where he's got like a good ma a good wife who like takes care of things out back and like mm. that kind of like handles things with the three kids and the happy life blah 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 so i think that would be the yeah i think that's the so a lot of the barns is kind of like underdeveloped where you're like yeah i mean what what did you actually do here like and that, like, I love that Ronan thinks of it as this idyllic childhood on the, like, kind of how he wishes he yeah. could go back. And Ronan, and then Matt, Declan is like, my childhood sucked. I hate my life. You're like, oh, you live yeah. very different experiences. Absolutely. Um, What about his political party, though? What do you think? I don't think he even knows who the president is. <laughs> I don't think he fucking knows anything. I think he's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, I think he'd be like what's Congress I would love to see like him in a different timeline like if he had been alive in the 60s and 70s I feel like he'd be a Greenpeace dude oh I think he's totally I think he likes nature so actually if I had to pick something for him I would pick like some like I'd probably say on like da- like like very far left but like in that disconnected white man way <laughs> 
where he's like, I know nothing about anything, nor have I read any books, but I am leftist. And because <laughs> I like the forest. Yeah. He's like, and I'm gay. And like, <laughs> but he is Catholic. And so I do yeah. think we have a very, he's a little religious. But, but obvious, I think it's obvious that his religious upbringing didn't really impact his like values, really. Yeah. He And he talks about that a lot. Like he goes to church to go to church and to hang out with his family <laughs> and because there's an obligation to go and be around god well and he's repenting for what he does yeah. he creates things that he know he shouldn't and and I but think at the same fingers... time he's like does like does god god care is god listening oh like, yeah he he's very shit. much in turmoil <laughs> i would say if anything i would say it would support the idea of him being a leftist um the catholic face is very service oriented mm -hmm. and very much about like giving back to others and like helping and we see that he like is a caring person who like loves people very fiercely in yeah. his life like gansey and blue and adam and like to an extent declan and even jordan hennessy yeah, the second jordan he meets her he's like all right bitch right or die i will go to the waffle house with you or wherever it's like a diner and yeah. I will only be kind of mad when you say I'm your baby daddy. <laughs> that scene was so good. I kind of love them interacting together. I knew I was going to love them the second that Jordan was talking to Declan and was like, and he, and he was like, you remind me of my brother. I'm like, oh, when they meet. I love them hoes. They're all so good. Okay. I love that. I think we got that. Um. So let's, have we done Declan yet? We did Declan first. We haven't done Gansey. We haven't done Gansey. Fuck. Um, Gansey's a Republican. Yeah, definitely registered. <laughs> His mom, I think, is explicitly mentioned to be a Republican. He's um, like a Republican with like liberal social values. And I think he will be a Democrat eventually because he's married to Blue. Yeah. And so he like well, he's not married to Blue, but like he's like in the it's he's, gonna happen. He's settled. It's like in the sense of a teen book where like we know he's with Blue and he's like he's like protesting in the like I think the one time we see he's like in the he's in like Oregon, like chained to a tree or something. Like, like this is as we are speaking, like becoming like a radical leftist. Like, is, his political party is simp. Where he is, a, he's a simp for blue, and so in turn is like, yeah, I'm, I am blue sergeant politically, and he's very fun. He made some anti-feminist comments to he her, but also I think that's more because he makes it. What is it? He's like, he like carries something for her that like they're going, right? And he's like, and she's like, he's like, I thought feminists were supposed to be big and strong, huh? I'm like, and I'm like, fuck off, captain of the rowing team. I literally hate that man i know too many of them and i hate them oh no it speaks and it's, it's a fair representation of like a teenage dude who's like very chauvinistic but no literally the same i'm like you're the reason that i carry things that are too heavy because i don't want to have to admit that i can't carry it i'd be like it's not that it's like at church when they would say like we need some big strong boys to put away the chairs and i'm like oh, i'm a i'm an unregistered lesbian and i'm ready to go unregistered like i haven't signed up for the draft what the fuck <laughs> I love that. I might need you a t-shirt that says that. Unregistered lesbian. Thank you know, you. the weekend that your sister and I met, um, we were we were in Mount Hood. Right, or no, we were in Hood River. We were in Hood River. 
um, in a cabin, and it was a bunch of bisexuals, all sorts of different genders, and someone was, and they, they like, planned out our dinners for the most part, um, they, like, brought stuff, and we could, like, fend for ourselves if we wanted to, and so one of the, like, coordinators was like, all right, I need all the, the men to start grilling, and my ass was like, hey, this bitch wants to help, too. <laughs> And I thought it was already, like, funny, because you're like, first of all, more than just the genders of male exist, like, male and female. Right. We're literally on a on a bisexual retreat with, like, all sorts of You're like, listen, guy, this is not the place to start espousing gender norms. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. Hot take. I think Gansey can be bisexual. But I don't think he would ever explore it. Uh, Gansey is one of those bitches who is like, who is like screwed a few dudes, but doesn't see- think that that makes him bisexual. I will die on the hill. I think, I think Ronan and Gansey kissed once. Oh, absolutely. I think absolutely. there is legitimately more tension in book one between Adam and Adam and Gansey than there is mm. Ronan and Adam. But not, in, I don't think they ever wanted to do anything about it. I don't think they ever would. But I think there was like some weird romantic tension because I think on on Adam's side, it's like, I hate this rich man. And then I think on Gansey's side, it's like, why do I have these weird feelings towards this person that won't love me? Like, why won't they care about me? So then you get this fun dynamic. And I also think, I think when Adam had his weird freak out in, uh, fuck, what is it? In the Dream Thieves at the party, Mm -hmm. he like, he has his whole thing where he like breaks some figurines and is like, world's ending folks, like love it. I think it would have been spicier if he had kissed Gansey. That would be spicy. And Maggie Fodder is a coward. <laughs> she was said, I cannot have this. It, it's fine. Blue and Gansey would still end up together. Adam and Gansey don't actually have feelings towards each other. But I think the tension's there. And I think- Although, doesn't Blue make a slightly like biphobic comment at one point about Adam? I don't know. I, I don't think remember. Blue might be a little biphobic. I know they make pretty clear early on that Ronan is gay, like, and that yes. there's no question. Because yes. I know there's that joke where the, the joke where Ronan's like, "I'm always straight," and he's like, "You've never said a lie bigger than that." Like, <laughs> and that's one of the things I think is really interesting about these book series is no one comes out. Right. No one, like, Ronan never has a scene where he's like, "Gansey, I need to tell you something." <laughs> And like Adam doesn't do that either. It's just like a, no. I think this doesn't because I know Adam and Danzi have a scene where they talk after Ronan yeah. and Adam kiss, and it, but it's not like a gay talk. Adam's Danzi's not like what? It's more like like they have this weird things as like the four of them being friends. Where if any of they all couple up in weird ways, they're like nope. But every time it happens, they're all like, "What does this mean?" Because I think it's, is it Adam, is it Gansey that says, like, don't hurt him or, like, don't mess with him? Yeah. Or something where, yeah. I think that and, is what it is. Yeah. It's something like to that effect where he's like, don't, don't mess with Ronan. Like, and I remember being like, him. yeah. First of all, Gansey, shut the fuck up. First of all, Blue kissed Noah, so you don't get to say shit. <laughs> in his bed, in Gansey's bed. Which is very funny. Gansey. Objectively very funny. I love that. Okay. So Gansey's major. Is the um, question. He's rich, so he doesn't have to have a good major. He can do whatever he wants. I feel like he's gonna be... Oh! Duh! History! I know, it's literally at my brain. I was like, he's a history major. He's a history major. He'd be one of those weird ones that, like... Gansy and I could vibe. 
he would he would like my jokes about Taylor Swift and the Julio Claudian period of ancient Rome. He would vibe. Honestly, I'm gonna have to read your thesis so that I can understand your jokes because I'm sure I would love them. But yeah, the, like, the Rome part of me, the Rome part mm-hmm. is lost on me. And that's so I think Gansey, I think Gansey, I think Gansey's a history major. I think maybe he minors Although, in economics for his mom. Maybe, yeah. Or, po- uh, or, political, or political science. science. <laughs> Jinx. Exactly. <laughs> Poly um, major, maybe he or he's a double major. Oh my God, is he a double major political science and history? <gasps> oh my God, your twin. He could be my twin. <laughs> Although I feel like he would not appreciate your Taylor Swift references because I feel like he wouldn't like Taylor Swift and he would listen to Mumford and Sons. Oh, he would also have to listen to some like really boring music. Yeah, he does not listen to good music. Hundred percent. He's got to listen to like spot. He listens to Apple Music top fifties. Um, though I bet that man has some. He can put some. I think it's Adam that is like canonically listening to Fleetwood Mac at one point. <laughs> I think he does. I think because he makes a reference to it. I think he says something about it. I think he does. Um, which proves he's a bisexual icon. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think Yancy's a history major at least in some form, whether it's a double major or like a minor in history. Um, but he's like really hyper-focused on ancient, like ancient English, like histories, which no one cares about, but he does. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Blue Sergeant. Um, I feel like she's, she's somewhere on the left, like on the far left. Oh yeah. I, I don't she, know where, but she's somewhere. raised by three women um, Maggie Steve Otter headcanons her as being biracial. Yeah. Um, so feasibly she has, if we're working under that assumption, that her mother is like black. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was raised in a home of all women of different races who are like psychics. That woman is so far left. And her dad's a tree. She's so far left. I loved her dad being a tree. <laughs> And that blue is like a people has like a whole feeling with trees is cute. That's I think she's really an environmental cool. science major. I oh. think she's like in like animal conservation. Like she's very, very into that. I could see that. I could also see her doing like a women in sexualities major. Oh yeah. For sure. That's definitely on her degree, whether it's minor or major, like mm-hmm. she's definitely got a women's studies. I also really want her to get a master's and do like a dissertation on like like ecological impacts on a certain like social demographic you know I what i mean her and adam are finally going to be able to collaborate on their research in my my world where adam gets his and he gets he goes into environmental science there and chemistry but we don't get to live in a perfect world <laughs> no, no we don't okay we should definitely do jordan hennessy Yes. And that's referring to the dreamer, correct? Um or are you referring to Jordan? Jordan and Declan. I don't know. So if it's not clear already, Jordan Hennessy is the name of the dreamer. She goes exclusively by Hennessy. Um and then Jordan is the the first copy of her um that that Hennessy dreamt and she goes exclusively by Jordan. And then there are like what five other girls alive four other girls something well, some like of them, that. i think one of them dies in it doesn't she like at the end everyone but hennessy dies yeah and, and jordan 
which I mean for good for plot's sake. That's too many. It was too many. <laughs> but yeah, so se- I think there. I think they have separate interests. They do. They and do. I think as much as I think Jordan would like to study art, I think she's not. I think she's like a. I think she studies business because um, I think she wants. I think she wants to be an artist, but I think providing for herself and having a steady income is more important to her. And so I think she would be an artist and like have an Etsy and like a lot of fun, like side hustles where she paints yeah. and stuff. But I don't, and like, I'm sure she loves art history, but she's sensible. You know what I feel like she would do? I know what this bitch would do. She would go into a program where she can get her MBA as she's finishing up her bachelor's. She would get the bachelor's in art history and get her MBA because that's at max a one year program. And she would do something in art business. For sure. Because even if she ends up with Declan, which we hope, I think she wouldn't want to rely on his income. Oh, no. Even though he's going to be wealthy, just he is wealthy and, like, he wants to go into politics. Right. Um, so I think we would have Jordan Hennessy would be, I think you're right. I think she would have, like, art. She, she's an artist. She likes painting, all that good stuff. But yeah. I think she wants to, like, market that. She's, and, a, she's smart. And she, um, she does the forgeries for the group yeah. so she can make income no problem with her forgeries that's i don't mm-hmm. think that's a super issue but she does like the stability for sure and because she's a product of, of hennessy who had a pretty traumatic childhood mm-hmm. and so i think having that like i think she's got the adam parish i need to have something steady and like that i can control and like so yes art with like a with her um an mba to like she wants to elevate that she wants to have i think she would like eventually i'd like to see her get to a point where she's selling her original work but she wants to like be able to manage her own business and like her own um, personal affairs absolutely okay so hennessy's major what do we think her major is i feel like listen i don't know like maybe psychology like ooh, she's not gonna do anything with it but she she has a she has a bachelor's in psychology um because she has a lot of intern for me i think she's like we know that she's very like focused on the internal self and the out self because like she creates versions of herself Mm -hmm. and i think she like i think her if she had a career path but she didn't just be like wild i think she'd be like a school counselor like (gasps) a really cool school counselor who's like who like doesn't make you go to college she's like you don't need to go there like she got i think she got it at a community college yep. she took night classes because she's mm-hmm. doing whatever the fuck she wants during the day she's not a traditional student and i think that's how she gets it done i love that that's she's living on ronan's farm 100 her best life 100 percent. that's fantastic um and then i think they would share a political party for sure oh, yeah. i feel like they're anarchists oh yeah they don't i think hmm I think in my head, I think Jordan would have front a little bit where mm. I think she would be like, yeah, I'm an anarchist, just like Hennessy. Yeah. But I think on the inside, she's like, I love stability. <laughs> and I think she, I think she wants. I feel like calm. Jordan would be more of an abolitionist. Yeah. Versus she wants, straight. She wants yeah. rules, but I think she wants to like make a more equitable society. Yep. But I think Hennessy's like, we don't need a society. I'm gonna go live on Ronan's farm. <laughs> Ain't nothing real. Yeah, absolutely. 
I love that. Also, I don't know if I told you this already, but I love Jordan Hennessy not just because she's a fun character, but her name is one of my nicknames, Jay Hennessy. So you're like, so you're like, listen, we literally have Jordan Hennessy. I know. I was like, I'm all about this. Welcome to the club, Jordan. I love the club. She's just so fun. I love that she just robbed. She was just fully robbing Declan while on that date. And then, and then wanted to have a second date with him. And then did though. Like I love that for her. That she was like, mm, yeah, maybe that. I robbed this white boy. Maybe I. I- love <laughs> and like- then she just gave it back. She was like, hey, it didn't work out. We didn't need it. Don't ask. And I mean, like, like, all right. But like, I feel like real sees real. Like I feel like Declan's like, yeah. I mean, fair enough. He's like, well, I didn't expect you to not rob me. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> what else would you do like he is her like paint right he like buys this really expensive paint for oh my her god yes the most fucking romantic thing ever I love art and jordan hennessy is art <sighs> i have I some feelings about that the real question that remains is what if say noah wasn't murdered <laughs> what would his college major have been oh noah he's a libertarian 100%. oh absolutely yeah. He's a Pol- he's like Polish or something. I think you're right. Yeah, because his last name is Cherny, which is Cersei. Cherny. Cherny. Yeah. I, I know because it's know it because it's a Czech word too. Okay. That's only really Slavic because it means black. Mm. Cherny most black bridge. <laughs> the only thing I know. Um yeah, so libertarian, I think that's fair. Um as far as his major I don't know. I mean, the poor boy never got a chance to live. I feel like he'd go. He did sports, didn't he? Um, no, he was more pop punk. He like he like listened to Blink One Eighty Two and like oh, okay. drove a red Maserati or whatever. Was it his friend that killed him that did sports? Somebody did they, sports. They skateboarded. Gansy oh. does sports. Gansy and sports. and Ronan plays tennis. Canonically, Ronan plays tennis. I hate that. I love it. That's such <laughs> a rich person thing to do. He's such a dickhead, and he still plays tennis. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I play tennis in the day and street race at night. I think it's like Declan makes a comment that he like didn't go to tennis practice or something like weird like that. Like you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's one of those like. So I think, I think no, I think Noah's a business major, but he's a business major in the sense that like he doesn't go to class. Major. Because I think he, I think he's going to college because his parents told him to, and they're paying for it, and so he doesn't give a fuck. I feel like Noah Cherny, is that how you say it? Cherny, like Cherny. Cherny? Yeah, Cherny. Okay. Is, I feel like he's going to do something fun if he wasn't murdered. Yeah, if he wasn't like, dead. I feel like he's going to do like, I don't know what's fun. I didn't choose fun things. Me either. Um, <laughs> I feel like he's going to get into philosophy. Oh, that's oh, 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 I feel like he's going to get into phil- all of these bitches. I do think you're at one thing, though. All of these bitches, because they're from Virginia and a lot of them have wealthy families because they go to a private school in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at least going to have a business ma- uh, minor, mm-hmm. if not a double major. I think Noah is going to go to school for philosophy. And when he gets there, change to something more practical, like public policy public administration because he wants to help people 
I think it takes him a while. So I don't think he changes till he's like a junior. So I think, I think it takes him six years to finish school. Oh yeah, this boy can do it. And he goes to a good school. Like that's the whole thing. He goes to like UVA. Like yeah. he's at a good school because his parents paid for it. Mm-hmm. But like he's dumb. Like he don't know shit. He's just like, I don't I skateboard. He's super privileged. And he's yeah. like, I think he's like pro civil rights, but he like doesn't really get it. He's like, yeah. He I was, support Black Lives Matters. And he's he like, was like super nice and sweet before he died, though, wasn't he? That's why he was. Yeah, he was him. really, but he was kind of, from what they described, he was kind of like having a good time. Like he was a skate, he was skateboarding with his friends. He had a Blink One Eighty Two. He had girlfriends that his that his friend cheated on him with. Like, uh, like I love that for him. Like he was just like a dumb kid. It's kind of what they describe. But he yeah. was young. He was a teen. Um, he was a firecracker. I think is what his mom calls him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was more when he was alive. Um, and he was having fun. I think he. I think you're. I think he like goes. He's like, yeah, no. So I'm like majoring in philosophy. Like, yeah. and he's like, um, that was pointless. And I finally he, got my life together. He changes his major like five times. You know, notably it. with that one point when he was studying, like he was doing, um, like he had a weird phase where he was studying. He had like a women's. He was studying women's studies. Oh yeah, he, did, yeah. he English he, lit. He's like, I was English lit. Um, yep. spent a couple years as an economics major. Didn't really vibe. The registrar is tired of seeing his name. Yeah, he draw. He has like way too many credits, but he just like has fun. Yep. And he, because he's not murdered, so <laughs> I think he gets a job. Like I think he has a job, yeah. but it's not a real, like not a good job. Like I think he's doing some weird shit. Like yeah, he's working at like the campus bookstore or something for like. Anybody does it for fun, not because he yeah. needs money. Yeah, or he's like he's like working at a old bookstore in town or something cool like that. He's just vibing. He doesn't yeah. have any real. He's a guy just having a good time. Absolutely. Are there any other characters that we feel are important that we don't Matthew. want to Matthew is still a child. He's a baby. He's seventeen. Oh my god, he is seventeen. I feel like because Matthew is a dream, and he was a dream that was dreamt up by like a three year old. Oh yeah. He's like a caricature of a human being. Yeah. He is what he, dogs think humans are. <laughs> he's su- I remember they talked about he's like pretty popular though too. Like he doesn't very popular. He doesn't drive. Um because he's like I have enough friends to get where I need to go. Like he's super fun. I think he's I'm trying to think, I think he's there on like a sports scholarship. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't need it. We don't know he plays sports, but I think he does. Some yeah. stupid I think he does rowing or something dumb. Yeah. He's rich. And he's like, Yeah, I'm really like, you know, it's me and the boys. It's for Saturdays sure. are the Saturdays are for the boys. But um so I think he's a communications major. I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to say it because we all know I have beef with comm majors. Yeah, and you're marrying one. <laughs> I know. Um, Naomi Naomi and I have I we are opposite ends of the academic spectrum with our majors, but I've, I think I think Matthew Lynch is a comms major, and but he's like he maybe it. advertising. <laughs> like, like he's having a good time. Like he, yeah, he, he does not know anything, but he's like, I love colors. Yeah, I was literally thinking something that is like fun and like weird and quirky and not super hard because and kind you know, of vague. Like his, I'm like, he doesn't yeah. really have thoughts. Yeah, so I think it's vague. He's like, yeah, yeah I do comms. And like, what are you gonna do with that? He's like, communicate. Oh. He's like, I don't know. I love talking. So. He just stares at you and smiles. He's like, I love chatting. So I'm a comms major. You're like, that's not what that is. He's like, and 
We're talking right but now. You know, all of his comm teachers love him. Oh, they yeah. They love him. And they're, they're like, wow, Matthew's the best. Because <laughs> he's charismatic and yeah. kind. Because um, I'm sure they, they talk about how, like, Ronan inherited his father's, like, grin. And Declan could like walk into a room and shake everyone's hands with how with his demeanor. So I think like we know that the, the liches are pretty. Like maybe Ronan's a dick, but they are charming motherfuckers. And so I think, <laughs> I think, I think Adam Parrish. Not oh my god, not Adam. I think Matthew is just like charming and as all hell. Dresses like way kind of bad, like a rich boy does. Like, he probably <laughs> wears lots of like. He's like probably dresses like an e boy a little bit, but like he probably funky. dresses like Justin Bieber before Justin like, Bieber Justin went Bieber Christian. Two thousand eight, like yeah. you're like you're generic. <laughs> oh, I think he's. I think he wears a mismatching. I think he. I think he's tacky. I, I think he's that. like a three year old. Like he's got a three year old sensibility. I love that boy. I think those are the main characters, though. We have oh, there's Henry. I barely know anything about Henry. But based on what little we know about him, and partially because his his character does seem to be like an Asian stereotype, I feel like he would go into like a science based major to be a doctor, or um, like a businessy finance major. Um, I think he's engineering. Engineering that works too. Robot. That that works too. Engineering, I like that, and um, he's probably. He's probably Republican, but like the very specific um, where in SoCal, we had a lot of people who were like, who were Asian. So it was like a very specific, like Asian Republican. We also had a very specific Mexican Republican, like subgroup of the Republicans. It's very specific. I don't know if you have that here. I think he's a, um, maybe a libertarian. I think he's an Andrew Yang Democrat. Andrew Yang, what does that mean? Like, Andrew Yang is the one who was, like, universal basic income, tech is a forefront, like, everything's tech-based, automation, oh, yes. future, like, robotics. I think it's him, not because he's, not because he's Asian, but because it's this, like, future-focused, like, hyper-tech, yeah. super, like, and it's left without being, like, really left, because it's more libertarian. Yes. I think that's his, like, vibe, where it's a little conservative, because, like, Yeah. He is a boy in Virginia, but I also am like, he's also, he's also from Canada. I could see that. I think that there are certain places like, and I, I don't know if Virginia is like this, but where I'm from in Southern California is a very, very conservative little bubble of Southern California. And um, so it doesn't like racial demographics and things like that don't always matter as much. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be a lot more conservative being in that bubble. And part of that is like, um, you know, like income in those in in those parts of the state. And like we there's a somewhat shared like um, struggle to find a footing and whatnot. Um, And so there's a lot of a lot of understanding that way that shows up in in a very specific type of politics. Um, so that's kind of what I was picturing, and I don't know how that plays out in Virginia, but I feel like we're running into a lot of that, where we're running into a lot of because, especially in this book, the characters we interact with are very wealthy, um, and they live in a wealthy part of Virginia. Their politics are characterized by by conservative economics. 
Well, and I think there more than anywhere, like you're going to have such a, like, because Henrietta has such a wealth disparity yeah. between like Adlin the Academy and the Raven, like, and, and like Henrietta proper, where like Adam and Blue are from. Um, and we see some of that play out, like this class antagonism when like Henry picks up, tries to pick up Blue on the way to school or something. Yeah. And they're all like, you're like, ugh, fucking like Raven boys. And it's like antagonism between them. So I do think it does kind of support the theory that like Hen that they'd all be pretty like Republican of like the, the Adlam B boys. If not, it's in that like crab bucket mentality of like we're better than them. Right. And they put that themselves in those positions. Right. And like Gansey's old money. Like yeah. and Henry, we know is like he comes from wealth where his like mom is really rich on the black market. Mm-hmm. Also he's now we don't even is henry even like we know henry's canadian like when did he move here maybe he doesn't even vote in america he probably <laughs> likes justin trudeau like he's like i'm a trudeau supporter really good trudeau's point. hot like that's right i didn't even think about the fact that he's originally from canada that probably influences his politics a lot too and we don't know i don't remember because i haven't read Raven, the raven king since right. I think february of last year um so i'm like i don't remember if we know that he's like if he's a like living in America permanently because I'm like he might not even vote in America which is like he might like have really strong opinions on prime ministers he's like I actually think that Justin Trudeau is a terrible MP I like Rob Ford for Toronto like I don't know <laughs> I don't know much about Canada which I mean good for him good for him <laughs> I amazing. love that <laughs> those are the yeah I think those are the main characters that we know about that like relevant Uh i think so too we might have to do an update on this because uh the next book in the fucking dreamers series comes out soon in what may yeah and maggie c fodder i think is finishing the third book right now i'm fucking stoked i originally it was supposed to come out in march but it got pushed back because of covid Mm. um but did i ever tell you the place i read the raven king for the first time no oh my god i think so it was when I was studying abroad is when I read them because I had some friends that got really into it and they were like, you need to read it. And so I was like, all right. Um, and I finished The Raven King kind of late because I had to wait to get it from the library digitally because you couldn't really get, like, if you went to the store to buy The Raven King, it was in check. Um, and so we were on a field trip and I had been on the field trip before because they required you to go on it each term. So I'd already been on it and it was to Nuremberg, Germany. Mm. um and i was oh i did nothing the whole day i like basically i listened to the raven king in my big chunky headphones we walked through like it was like the nazi policy meeting ground where it was this big stadium where like hitler gave speeches and so i was just walking we went there as a part of my diplomacy class and like my soviet history course and so we just walked around i finished the raven boys sitting in the um palace of justice where they tried the nuremberg trials oh my god sitting on the benches because i had nothing to, i'd already been there mm-hmm. so i was just listening to the raven boys literally sitting in like the like audience section of that courtroom where they like tried the nazi like trials where they did, like did all of that listening to the raven boys and gansey the like, gansey died and i remember just sitting there being like <gasps> And I was like going through this whole experience while everyone else is like, wow, reverent. I'm like, oh my God, Gansy's dead. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Like, and I sat there and listened to the rest of the book. 
finished it there. And I remember just like leaving being like, nobody else knows what I just went through. Nobody else experienced that the way I did. That's amazing. Cause reading the last of that book is an experience regardless. Like it is confusing. I, after I got through the scene where he comes back to life, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I forgot that Aurora Lynch died because that, that the whole thing is like a, just a fuck fucking explosion. Yeah. Um, shit ton of things happen very quickly. Yes. Yeah. I had a full blown freak out in that trip. I this I was so stressed out and like that book series was like constantly just in my headphones. I remember I was just wandering around <laughs> by myself during lunch break because I didn't want to talk to anybody because I was too in my head about the Raven cycle. And mm-hmm. I remember I was just I like was listening to this scene where like Henry and Gansey like go into the weird hole with um the bee to like for Gansey to face his fears or whatever. Oh, yeah. In the in a German McDonald's, <laughs> just sitting there being like eating French fries. It was a whole experience in Germany. So my whenever I think of the Raven cycle and, and like the end of the books, I'm just like I'm brought back to that field trip in Nuremberg, Germany, being like, is this like a six-hour drive from Prague? That's amazing. God, nightmare. <laughs> I read I read almost all of the Raven Cycle on field trips because we would have like hours. I read the dreamers I read the Dream Thieves in one sitting. Wow. We were in the car for like ten hours driving to Austria. Wow. And I just sat there and was like, I guess there's nothing else to do on this fucking bus. And then I read Don't Call Down the Hawk was a gift for me when I came back from the Czech Republic. My dad bought it for me for when I got home and I read it in like two days because I was like ah. I vaguely remember that I think I was there for that you were actually you, you guys were you came over for dinner like I think a day or two after okay after I got home so I was still reading it probably because I was also jet lagged as hell so I really yeah. don't remember the first three days of being home right but yes so those book series have I need to reread them but I also am like they're gonna bring up some weird brain memories of like I associate what I'm reading a lot with where I am. So I'm gonna right. be like reading the Raven Boys and be like, I'm in my apartment. What the hell? Like <laughs> I'm not in a German McDonald's. How did I get here? I'm not having a panic attack in Germany. What is this? Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how times change. Right. Now you're having I'm panic like, attacks on PSU's campus. Welcome back. Recently too busy just uh camp we've had classes, even though the snow. They've been uh yeah we started school up again and i'm like but i don't want to do anything i'm ready though for the dreamers the next dreamers book i i'm ready i just want it to be time for the new um or the new book because i'm also like i need to know i also need them to remind me what the fuck happened in that book because i'm like um i remember what i thought was important but I don't know if that was what was actually important because I was like, this is a book about me and what I want out of it, not what actually happened. So that's why I don't know. That's why we didn't give um, Liliana and uh, <laughs> the other lady. We don't know Liliana yet. I feel yeah. like I'm going to like her once I get to know her because she seems really cool. Um, Farouk Lane, Carmen Farouk yeah. Lane. Yeah, she's... 
uninteresting at best right now. Yeah, and I don't know her. I couldn't guess at her major. I'd be like, I don't know, business, finance, like yeah, something sensible. I feel like they vaguely mentioned that she had interests before, and she she had a businessy job mm. before she became a hitman for this weird secret maybe para government organization but she can be a uh she's a business major i don't know so yeah i mean checks out i mean good for her <laughs> him hitman that's what i think the only viable thing for a business degree is yeah so basically her. basically you're an actual hitman or you're an economic hitman yeah, you, you get to take your pick <laughs> And on that note, we're going to thank y'all for joining us today. It's been lovely talking your ear off about the Raven Boys and our hypotheses about their majors and political parties. Exactly. Thank you, Becca, for coming back. We loved having you. And I hope y'all have a wonderful week. Happy Monday. See you next time.